This episode of Pop Health Week is sponsored by Health Innovation Media. Health Innovation Media brings your brand narrative alive both on the ground and in the virtual space for major trade show, conference, and innovation summits via our signature pop-up studio. Connect with us at www.popupstudio.productions. I'm Greg Masters, Managing Director of Health Innovation Media and the producer-co-host of Pop Health Week. Joining me in the virtual studio is my colleague, co-founder, and principal co-host of Pop Health Week, Fred Goldstein, President of Accountable Health, LLC. Our guest today is Jean-Philippe Ayotte-Baudet, Ph.D., Dr. Ayad Baudet works at La Université de Sherbrooke, Département de l'Enseignement au Pré-Colère et au Primarie, also known as the Department of Preschool and Primary Education. He conducts research in science education. His interests include outdoor science, contextualization, learning transfer, students' interest, environmental education, elementary education, and secondary education. And with that introduction, over to you, Fred, help us get to know Professor Jean-Philippe Ayotte-Baudet. Thank you so much, Greg. And Jean-Philippe, welcome to Pop Health Week. Thank you. It's a pleasure to have you, and uh, I hope things are well on the across the northern border up there in Canada. We're so glad you joined us on today's show. So why don't we start? Could you give our audience a little sense of your background and the work you're doing? Yes, so I'm a professor at the University of uh, Sherbrooke in uh, science education, and uh, I'm uh, also the di- director of a research center about uh, teaching and learning science. And uh, I was a high school teacher before, so in science also. So this is uh, my background. Uh-huh. And Sherbrooke is located where and how many students are there? It's uh, located in the province of uh, Quebec. It's a French-speaking province. It's the French part of, the, of Canada. And uh, we have, uh, I'm not sure about how many students made, I think that uh, it's around 12,000 students. And uh, your background, you said, was was science education. I know you've recently published a number of articles on um, COVID and reopening and looking at outdoors. So talk a little bit about your research on in that area. Yeah, so my research is uh, about outdoor education. And uh, I'm interested in uh, elementary education and also high school education. And uh, I've been interested for many years in outdoor education because for me, it's a way to to connect students with real life. So when we are at school or at university, we want students to to learn things that will be uh, more than only to to perform during the assessments. But sometimes school is uh, is there for for school. <laughs> but we need also to think about why we are learning things. So for me, outdoors. Uh, the outdoors, it's a way for students to uh, make meaningful uh, learning. So this is why I'm interested in in uh, outdoor education. And I think that there's much more benefits, but that's why I'm interested in learning in this field. Is it, from a, from a learning perspective and a scientific perspective, is it just to learn about things outdoors or is it, is it a different environment that creates different learning opportunities? In fact, it's it's both. Uh, I think that there are many reasons uh, to go outdoors. In science, for me, it's uh, because we are studying natural phenomena. So I know that uh, it's not necessarily the same opportunity in every uh, uh, disciplines. But in science, if you want to uh, 
to be in touch with science. I think that we can do this indoors, obviously, but there's also a lot of opportunities that could be, uh, uh, that could happen outdoors to study about uh, the, about uh, the, the natural environment. It could be about geology, about uh, also the meteorology, or you, you can observe the uh, animals or the, the plants in the outdoors. So it's a concrete way to uh, understand what you are learning at school and uh, there's also a, this is a place also to learn more about uh, if you learn in mathematics you can you can do a lot of activities to uh, to calculate things outdoors or to if you are in a language course you can write and be uh, inspired about the real life also so there's a lot of opportunities that could happen outdoor mm -hmm. and obviously when covid hit it kind of changed some of our thinking, although a little bit slowly here, we're still working on it. But I understand you looked into this issue of outdoor learning and Sherbrooke took some of that into consideration at the university itself. Yes, it was special because uh, I was more interested in uh, elementary and high school uh, education and uh, my university asked me to uh, be involved in a project so we set up around 10 outdoor spaces to uh, to teach at the beginning of the semester in september and uh, we used uh, many spaces extra spaces in sherbrooke university to make sure that there was the most activities that uh, we can on the campus and we used outdoor spaces during the the beginning of the semester to have some lessons with also distance lessons but we wanted to give an experience to for the new students especially so that's mm -hmm. what we we did and uh, it was there's not a lot of research about how to use these spaces in ecology obviously it's in higher education there's a lot of field work but uh, there were teachers uh, and professors in many uh, in many disciplines that use the space. So when you say you used outdoor spaces, did you set up tents or awnings or just locations or all of the above? We did everything. <laughs> <laughs> we tested everything. Yeah, we had a tent. We had also uh, some spaces that were more spontaneous. We had also like outdoor auditorium. So we, we tested many things because uh, it was the first experience for us. The tent was not necessarily the best way because maybe it's it depends on the wedding uh, in every uh, part of the world but <laughs> when it was raining it was really uh, noisy so there was some kind of issues like that and it depends also where the tent is located because you can be more distracted usually when you are uh, going outdoors we recommend to have a more uh, a dynamic or uh, active pedagogy but because of the COVID-19 the students were always uh, at the same place, they, they, they weren't really allowed to move. So it was, uh, there was some distractions, but if we are not in the, in the COVID, if we, when we won't be in the COVID, it will be different because we will use definitely more active pedagogies to, uh, with the students. Just to give a sense here, what were the rules and regulations within the province that might've impacted how you could structure things? Were there requirements on distancing and masks and indoor activities? Yes, at this moment, because uh, it changed during the during the, the year, uh, but we were allowed to uh, uh, to be uh, in a class with two meters and with the mask. So that was the condition. So obviously, it was not the same uh, number of uh, students that we were able to uh, to have in a classroom. 
but uh, we needed to respect the mass and the two meters. When you talk about pedagogy, can you explain to our audience perhaps what that is for those who are not teachers or educators? For me, when we when we want to make learn something, we, we should ask to ourselves, what's the best way to learn <laughs> for them? Uh-huh. So what could be the best way for students to learn? So obviously the answer is not always just go outdoors, but sometimes if you want to, uh, to have concrete, meaningful learning, it's better to go in the outdoors because uh, it will be easier to, to transfer the learning when we are not in formal, uh, inf- when we are not in formal uh, learning spaces. So this is why I think that it's important for people to, uh, to always ask to themselves, we are not there to teach. <laughs> We're there for a student to learn something and not only for the exam. So this is what has driven me in education. And so it's essentially different approaches to to help the student learn that you would apply in a given situation. Is that a- yes, exactly. So when you are teaching, you need to to ask yourself what's the best way for students to learn. So after this, you need to have to know a lot of uh, different way uh, to teach to make sure that you have uh, always the best way to to do it. So. Sometimes it's better to give a, a magistral lesson, but sometimes it's better to make students work together. Sometimes it's better to 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 be in the field, but uh, we need not to be only in a classroom and listening to teachers. So if we are always doing that, well, we're not uh, always adapting our teaching to uh, to, mm-hmm. to the best ways to, uh, to learn for students. And what was the response from the professors uh, to these outdoor classes? What did they think about that? In fact, they were uh, really optimistic, the ones who uh, used the, the, the outdoor uh, spaces. I know that uh, this year there will be uh, more persons, who, more teachers will want to use these spaces because we did it uh, really quickly. In May, <laughs> the, the university uh, decided to go, to go ahead with this project and we did everything so quickly and we announced everything only a few weeks before the beginning of the semester. So it was a special occasion. So a lot of people use these places. They Maybe they are crazy. <laughs> they were crazy <laughs> to do that. <laughs> but you have always uh, some professors or lecturers who are ready to, to try new things and to adapt to a, a new situation. So I'm glad they, they did it. But I know that a lot of people were looking at them last year and are interested in using these spaces this year. So uh, this year, the the outdoor spaces will be available from May. So during the semester, uh, the summer semester, but mm-hmm. uh, it will be interesting to see uh, who will be uh, using these spaces. And did you have any technology brought out there? Did kids have their computers or any of that? Or was it more generally used? We tried to give uh, Wi-Fi in some spaces. We uh, we told we told to the, the teachers what was available on every site. Sometimes there was Wi-Fi, but we don't recommend to go outdoors to have the same <laughs> organization than indoors. Otherwise, just stay indoors. <laughs> right. So if you want to go outdoors, it's because you think that you could use the space differently to make students uh, work in a group, or maybe you're going to have a uh, an expedition or exploration or you're just going to be in a in new settings to think for 30 minutes and you come back inside, I generally do not recommend to put the same settings than indoor because 
there's more distractions outdoors. So just stay indoors if students need to, to listen to you. And how did the students feel about these classes? Uh, I think that they, they, they liked the experience. We did a survey. What is the most important thing? I think so is to, uh, to think about all the distractions that could uh, be happening in the outdoors. And uh, it was a problem for us because it's strange because it was an opportunity. COVID was an opportunity for us, but it was also a problem because the, we, uh, we want them to uh, use active pedagogy, but, but because of the COVID, it was not possible. So they were more passive than active outdoors. But after COVID-19, I think that people will be uh, more active when they will use the outdoors and also they, they will have the option to go back indoors and go back and forward. So I think that this kind of disagreements will disappear uh, when we will uh, be in a normal situation. In terms of the types of classes, you mentioned there were different classes out there. Were they you know, doing science and English and dance and different things like that? Yes, exactly. Uh, we had a... Uh, well, I should say French, I guess. <laughs> I guess yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My apologies. Yeah. Also... <laughs> yeah. No, it's fine. But uh, yeah, there was uh, a lot of field represented in our... Uh, in in the, the, the lessons that were given outdoors. So it was interesting for us because uh, I think that's what... That's why it's... Uh, kind of unique maybe it's not unique because there is always somebody <laughs> who mm -hmm. has done something but it's uh it's not common because usually we don't see a university offering these kind of spaces in a formal way yes someone could do it but it was really encouraged by the university and uh, Sherbrooke University believes in this in this kind of pedagogy we uh, we like to experience new pedagogies and to make sure that our uh, professors can use whatever they want if they think that it's the, the best way to to learn. And I know it's obviously a bit colder up there than here now in the winter. And so what are they doing now? Yeah, unfortunately, uh, during the winter, it's uh, kind of difficult for us. Uh, mm -hmm. Our outdoor classes were, were uh, available until the end of October, uh, but uh, we have a cold winter, so it was not available. It will be available from May to October for us. Uh, and also the, the the weather is really changing. <laughs> yeah. Just to give you an example, we had uh, minus 10, ten uh, two days ago, and today it's plus 10. So <laughs> wow. The weather is uh, really not stable, but it's, uh, it's part of our life here. But uh, it's easier for teachers in primary or uh, secondary schools. Uh, mm -hmm. because they, they have always their uh, students with them. So it's easier to, to adapt to, to the weather that is uh, changing. And also they, they are teaching a lot of subjects. So it, it's easier to, uh, to imagine, to uh, create activities uh, for a certain subject. But when we are teaching a specific course at the university, we need to keep focus on a, a specific field. So we're we're stuck with that <laughs> yeah and understand i think as we talked about before you rented other locations or the university rented places to hold classes that had larger spaces like churches yes exactly you? yes we used church uh, also to uh, uh to give some uh, lessons so yeah it was really impressive because we used uh, many places in the the sherbrooke uh, in sherbrooke city so it was interesting because it gave us the opportunity also to uh, to show some places that 
the students uh, doesn't see necessarily. And uh, I know that there was uh, history lessons given in these places. So it was a, a good context for them. Fantastic. And I know you said you're going to reopen this outdoor in May when the weather gets a little better. Is the plan to continue that post-COVID? Are there some benefits you see to keeping that going? Yes, definitely. It was not only uh, for the COVID-19 situation. We want to uh, go ahead and also we, we know that we will be able to use it in a more beneficial way. Mm -hmm. Can we say that? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Your English is so great. It's amazing. I wish my French okay. were half as good as your English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, we think that it will be uh, better used uh, after the COVID. So we want to, uh, to go on and there was a lot of attention uh, in, the, in Canada and uh, also uh, from different places. So we want to continue to, uh, to be a leader in this, uh, in this field. And uh, it was not only uh, for a once in a lifetime for us, it was something that we want to reconduct in the, the next years. And we want to conduct more research also to study the, the benefits. And uh, mm -hmm. just to give you an example, may, can I give you an example? Yeah, absolutely, please. Okay because uh, we did a survey with uh, primary and secondary teachers uh, in the province of Quebec, and uh, we just released the first data today. And what was really interesting is that the elementary teachers, they told us that in the, in the survey that indoors, their students were uh, having sedentary behavior, uh, sedentary behaviors. 89% uh, of them told us that it was they, they, they were almost always having sedentary behaviors indoors. And the same teachers told us that when they were doing outdoor activities, there was 89% of the teachers who were telling us that they were almost always uh, never in uh, sedentary behaviors. So it was really interesting for us because it confirmed that the teachers used um, active pedagogy and we talk a lot about uh, sedentary behaviors in the context of the COVID-19 so it was really fun for us to see that while they were learning in a subject they were also uh, moving and uh, physically active so they were doing two things uh, two benefits at the same time. So just by getting the classrooms outside and doing those you saw more activity amongst the students. And if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Pop Health Week. Our guest is Dr. Jean-Philippe Ayotte-Bollet, professor at the University of Sherbrooke in Quebec, Canada. Exactly, and we didn't ask teachers to do that. We, we just took a picture of their practices, and uh, we saw that that's what was happening with them. So uh, it's something really important. And were there any other findings you found that were unique from the study you did? Uh, I think it's uh, the most interesting thing for me <laughs> because it gives us uh, another uh, argument to, uh, to favor outdoor learning. But the, the teacher, we were also uh, interested in the fact that the two main reasons that were given to go outdoors, it was to connect students with nature and uh, to use concrete situations to, to teach, to make uh, their learning meaningful. So. It was for us, for the good reasons, it was not only to give a, a special, um, a special uh, hour to, to play outdoors. Of, of course, it's, it's great to play outdoors, but they were going there really to, to apply some knowledge outdoors. And it was also to connect students with nature. So 
uh, it was interesting to to have all these uh, reasons that were stated in the the survey. Did you find many other universities or colleges doing this as you looked around? Uh, no, because uh, <laughs> you contact us, <laughs> right? And uh, we have we also had a journalist to contact us in the in Europe from France, and uh, she was really interested also. So. I don't know. I, I don't hear a lot about about that, but people uh, in different places uh, in the world are interested uh, about what we did. So I think that there's not a lot of institutions who are doing that, but I hope that there will be more in the future. Yeah, I know when, when I looked around and found the articles on, on the work you had done, I said, wow, this is fascinating. There are only a handful of places I could think of in the world that had actually decided to move some classes outside and, and see what they could do with that. And do you think this is something that is going to get broader pickup? Is the government or anything in Canada considering how they might use this going forward or things like that? If, you mean in higher education or uh, or in 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 the K through in the middle schools and the K through twelve schools? I know I know here in the United States the CDC you know our CDC finally mm -hmm. put in a line that said schools should consider outdoor classrooms. It's only one line, mm -hmm. but it's a start. Are you hearing that now? In fact, uh, what is uh, important to say is that here in Canada, the, every province has its own uh, education system. So uh, it's different here from Ontario or British Columbia, but uh, the government of Canada uh, recommended to go outdoors during uh, to uh, during the COVID nineteen, not only to for for uh, uh, for students to play, but also to to learn outdoors in outdoor uh, spaces. So it was for me a premiere. And uh, the government of uh, Quebec, I think that they are really encouraged by these results. I know that there's a, a division of the ministry um, who are uh, more uh, involved in the in the in the sport that are really really uh, encouraged by our results, and they want us to uh, to continue to work on that. But they don't, the government don't want to impose to. Uh, uh, to say everybody needs to go outdoors because it won't be uh, helpful. People will say uh, no because it's the government. <laughs> and also we are not used to do that. So it's out of the comfort zone for many, for most people. So we need to let them experience it the first time and continue, continue. So I think it's a good way because uh, it's always better when it's uh, bottom up than top down. Mm -hmm. So now that's what's happening here. So I think we need to encourage the in initiatives, but we need to uh, let people continue by themselves. And so did the university say, you said you obviously were inv heavily involved in this effort. Did they put together a team of people to say, how are we going to go do this and solve this? Yes, uh, obviously, because uh, I'm interested in pedagogy, but uh, there's <laughs> so many, uh, many other things to think about. There's a uh, there's a place where the fire truck how do you say it the firemen in the, the yeah. truck for the firemen yeah, they, yeah where they need to there there's a specifications for the space for that so right you need to consider after the if there are some buildings who will be uh renovate uh -huh. to meet the fire codes or other other codes you have for yeah. that yeah so yeah we need to think about many things like that that i wouldn't think but uh we were uh, a big team working on on that and also all the technology, if there's Wi-Fi, the, the, the division also was working on that. So we worked together uh, from the beginning. That was 
uh, what we needed to do <laughs> to uh -huh. make sure that we we don't have too much problem. And the K through 12 in Canada, the the uh, younger children not in college, do, are those schools now beginning to say, hey, here's what we might want to do as a school? And looking at it more, are you hearing that more from the schools themselves? Yeah, it's interesting because around five years ago, the schools were uh, really interested in uh, robotics. So uh, <laughs> it, I felt I, I, I felt that five years ago, everybody wants to say, yeah, we have a special program in robotics. And now I'm feeling that uh, outdoor program is uh, is now the, the trendy thing. <laughs> more mm -hmm. and more, the, the, the schools want to say, yeah, we go outdoors and we want to connect students with the nature. So I think that it's going to continue to uh, have a lot of uh, importance in the next years. I don't know for how long, but we can see that there is something that is uh, growing here. So mm -hmm. I wouldn't have predicted that before the COVID-19. Well, fantastic. We don't have a lot of time left. Do you think, I know a lot of colleges in the United States now are announcing the fall they're going to come back normally. Are they beginning to talk about that in Canada yet or not? Uh, I think so, but uh, here uh, you need to know that we still have activities uh, in our universities. Obviously, it's not 100% of the students who are there, but in our university, we wanted to have to encourage the, the activities for students. So now they can go on the campus uh, to mm -hmm. study together or to work together. They have obviously rules to follow. But uh, we, we still don't know. Uh, you're, you're going faster with the vaccine <laughs> in, the, uh, in the USA. But uh, I think we should have our first dose, uh, first shot, <laughs> everybody here in June. So hopefully in September, we're going to go back to uh, something that is more normal than what we experienced during the last year. Well, fantastic. Thank you so much, Jean-Philippe, for coming on Pop Health Week. It's really been a pleasure, and I'm looking forward to hearing more of your research in this area. Of course, and thank you for the invitation. Our pleasure. Back to you, Greg. And that is the last word on today's broadcast. I want to thank Dr. Ayot Wade for his time today. Do follow his work on Twitter via at U, as in university, Sherbrooke, that's U-S-H-E-R-B-R-O-O-K-E, and on the web at www.usherbrooke.ca. And finally, if you're enjoying our work at Pop Health Week, please like the show on the podcast platform of your choice. And do consider subscribing to keep up with new episodes as they become available. Pop Health Week, my colleague Fred Goldstein and Health Innovation Media, this is Greg Masters saying, please stay safe, everyone. We're in this together, and we will get through this only together if we toe the line on social distancing, proper hygiene, and by all means, do wear those masks in public. Bye now. Bye now.